All right, welcome to the Red Triangle Sports Podcast. Uh, we are bringing you, dude. Seriously. All right, we're bringing you a little draft preview um, of the Sons of Fantasy Football League. Keepers were due tonight. Obviously, Eddie's dog's not happy with the keepers that he uh, put out, letting him know about it. Eddie, how you doing, buddy? I'm great, Matt. How are you? I'm good. Happy to be talking football. Um, getting really excited. We are less than seven days from draft day here for the Sons of Fantasy Football League. Um, very excited for what we got going on in the league right now. Um, you know, Papa Kaz, just par for the course today. Really busting some chops. You seem to enjoy that more than most. I love it. I love when, I love when the old dog just, just gets his paws dirty and gets in there and starts getting after people. I love it. It's usually Stein, too, that takes the brunt of it. Oh yeah, he gets in after the same people every time. It's it's funny. He's always he's, it's the same jokes, the same comments, but they're brand new every time. I love it. Yeah. So Stein's big thing today was that he was waiting till six twenty nine to put his keepers in. Six thirty was obviously the deadline. Um, absolutely no reason to do that. Um, just think he likes to rattle the big dog's cage a little bit. Um, but you know it is what it is. And after all that, Stein doesn't keep Tom Brady. Were you surprised? I was very surprised. It's all he talked about. <clears throat> he talked about definitely keeping a quarterback, having Cam and Tom Brady on the same team. You thought for sure he was keeping one of them. Our offseason meeting, he traded Cam to Papa Kaz. And it seemed like from that point on, he was locked in with keeping Tom Brady. I think uh, maybe his feathers got ruffled a little bit when the four-game suspension came down and it stuck, and he kind of bowed out. Um, I think Shane kind of bowed out much in the same way that Tom Brady did. I think they just kind of, both of them just kind of cut their losses and decided it wasn't for them. So that's what it reminded me of. The I can tell you the only reason he didn't keep Tom Brady is because he is intimidated by playing me in week one. Um, pretty sure that's why he's not keeping him. But um, that's fine. Either way, still going to beat Shane. Um the defending runner-up, take your ball and go home. Uh, end up keeping Mike Evans for 22 bucks and Julian Edelman for $15. i am just going to run around the league real quick and announce everybody's keepers. Um, I'm keeping Todd Gurley for 16 bucks and Doug Martin for $16. Bucks. Uh, sea- Seawolves keeping C.J. Anderson for 5 and Jordan Reed for 9 uh, The Cooper Clan keeping Josh Gordon for 1 Golden Tate for 12 The Hammer keeping Devontae Freeman for 5 and A.J. Green for 45 Perky Allen Power keeping Lamar Miller for 27 Brandon Marshall for 6 uh, Steel Curtain, Eddie Mitchum Thomas Rawls for 3 Jarvis Landry for 15 The Bull Weevils keeping Allen Robinson for 9 and Keenan Allen for 15 uh, Team Shits Ice Cream Amari Cooper for 21 and Jordy Nelson for 13. Abusement Park, David Johnson for 1, Odell Beckham for 47. Uh, St. Louis Patriots, Cam Newton for 6, Julio Jones 54. And rounding us out, Fleetwood Franchise for 21, 
uh, sorry, Mark Ingram for 21 and DeAndre Hopkins for 22. Um, you just put a poll up on the league page. Ed, going to get your unofficial response right now. Who's got the best keepers in the league? Um, as far as, it, it depends on what you're looking at. To me, I think there's one standalone winner as far as keeping two guys, and I think that's the Bull Weevils. I think they've got the best two players for the best prices. They don't necessarily have the best two players kept, but when you're keeping Keenan Allen for 15, who's a first-round draft pick, um, you know, late first round, and Allen Robinson right around the late first round as well. Late first round, early second. It depends on where you're going with Keenan Allen. I was going to say, a lot, of people, yeah. a lot of people throwing him in late first round. He's late first round, early second. A lot of people in the turn are taking Keenan Allen. Um, he's up there. Keenan Allen can be tossed around with Allen Robinson. They're both one and the same. They're both late first round, early second. It depends on who's drafted and what their feelings are on them. Um, but to keep them for $15 and $9 respectively, I think that that's the clear winner in my eyes. Um, some people kept better players like Julio Jones and Odell Beckham, but I'm not sure that the value, um, I don't know if they saved as much money as he did with those two keepers, if that makes sense. No, definitely um, Bowles in a good spot coming into this season. Uh, he had a cap of 225 He only... Um, allocates 24 bucks to his keepers, so he's still got 201 left to play with. Um, and to have two uh, number one receivers with uh, your keepers and still have more than the original draft cap to play with is nice. Um, my votes for Beastman Park, David Johnson, Odell Beckham. Uh, you said he got two late first rounders for a good price. Well, in my opinion, um, Sure has two top five players. Um, and I think that that goes a long way. And he's able to keep Beckham because he added $24 of draft cap. Um, so I think just the way that he maneuvered the cap last year, gets David Johnson for a buck, it allows him to keep Beckham for 47 And now he's got... Um, two of the top players in fantasy football here in 2016 and he's got the fifth most dollars still left in the league so phenomenal job by Sher in my opinion yeah I think if I was going to say there's someone right there with Bull I think it's that one uh, in Abusement Park I think they save probably around close to the same amount of money as Bull Weevils I think I think Bull probably saved 20 between 20 and 30 dollars on both guys I think Abuser Park saves probably 20 to 30 on David Johnson alone and, and maybe like 10 15 on Odell Beckham so I think they're both comparable I think he saved 40 on David Johnson alone he got him for a dollar yeah it's gonna I don't know it's gonna be interesting to see what prices are in our league I yeah, we're going to talk about prices a little later. I feel like I'm over-inflating everything, and I feel like you're a little light. Yeah, I think that I, I'm, I'm feeling that way as well, especially after talking to you. Um, all right, any other keeper comments that you want to talk about? Uh, just looking at the teams. Give me some thoughts on a couple teams, and then maybe I'll fill in the rest. Um, Josh Gordon, Golden Tate, stands out for Cooper Clutch Clan as something that's 
little eyebrow raising, a lot of suspicion with Golden Tate, whether he is their true number one. Uh, a lot of things coming out about Marvin Jones being uh, Stafford's favorite target here early. Who knows what you're getting with Josh Gordon, but you know, I feel like we're constantly beating Fegley up. Uh, he had to do something. He had to keep somebody. He made some moves, tried to do some things. I, I got a little bit of money back with the Josh Gordon trade, traded him away for $4. He keeps him for one, so it cost him $5. I think he probably saves about $5 there if Josh Gordon was a real target for him. I think he might go around 10, $10 range. Um, but I'm not a big Golden Tate fan, so that's a team that sticks out to me as a little bit of a question mark. Uh Jordan Reed being kept for $9 by Phil and the Seawolves. I like that a lot. Um, a, lot of the, a lot of the mantra around the fantasy leagues and the fantasy guys I'm listening to is wait on tight end, wait on tight end. He doesn't have to worry about now because he gets a premier tight end talent at $9. So he's getting what everyone says to be the second best tight end at $9. So he's kind of got something checked off there for himself. Um, yeah, so I, I don't mind Golden Tate, especially when you look at what Fedley's team was last year. Um, just got decimated by injuries, and a lot of his high-dollar players were decimated by injuries, so he wasn't even able to keep someone that produced for him last year. Um, I think Tate's a low risk at $12. I think he'd probably go for about the same this year, so I'm okay with that. And the Gordon move is completely low risk. Um if he doesn't play, Fedley spent $5 on him, basically. So, uh, great move, I thought, getting Josh Gordon when you floated him out there. If I didn't have other keepers, I would have definitely been making you an offer on Gordon just because he is the premier lottery ticket here in 2016, I think, in fantasy football. Uh, also love the Reed acquisition. Not much more to say about it other than you. Um, I'm not sure C.J. Anderson's a keeper-level player in this league at $5. Um, but I guess when you're weighing value of what you can keep a player for versus what he'll go for in the draft, I guess that's probably a good move by Phil. Yeah, I'm just not sure. That, I'm not sure if CJ Anderson's a headache I want to have. Are we sure he's good? That's yeah. The, the nightly question asked: Are we sure he's good? <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I'm not. And uh, to me, there's like there's certain guys I don't want a piece of because. I don't want to deal with the headache of when I play him and when I don't. And to start the season off with a keeper when I feel like you're going to get some headaches out of him, which is what C.J. Anderson seems like he could be shaping up to be, I, I don't know if I would want to deal with it. But, I mean, he is saving money on him. I just don't know if it's a guy to target because of the headaches that I think are going to come with him this year. All right, I got to know, because obviously I think I threw a little bit of a switcheroo in here by keeping Doug Martin instead of Andrew Luck. Are we sure Doug Martin's good? I'm not as high on Doug Martin as I was last year. I was the original draftee of Doug Martin. The and muscle Doug earthworm. Martin last year. What's that? The muscle earthworm. Yeah, last year it was the year that everyone was down on him, but I was kind of I was kind of up on him. I liked what I saw on him through the preseason. But as the year wore on, I think we're going to see a little more Charles Sims. I think he's going to eat into a little bit. Um... I think we're going to see a little bit more Jameis Winston um, in a passing game take off a little bit this year. So I'm not as high on Doug Martin. I don't mind it. 
I think I think you're saving still a couple bucks there. And starting off with Todd Gurley, Doug Martin. I mean, you can't really argue with that. Starting with two guys. One one's a top three, five running back, and the other one's probably right around the bottom of the top ten. Um, if he stays true to form, so you can't really argue with that. Giving yourself an opportunity to just go wide receiver heavy early. Tell me, I made the right call though, not keeping a quarterback. Yeah, I, I don't think this was a league where keeping quarterbacks was on anyone's mind. The quarterback values were so low last year that I think everyone kind of has that in their mind. Um, I know I talked about keeping Roethlisberger. I think it was twelve. Um, but that just didn't make sense either. You can't you can't disagree with Keaton Cam Newton at six. Yeah, I was going to say. That was the one outside thing. Outside of that, I mean, when you're keeping the number one quarterback for six bucks, I mean, that's a good keeper. But other than that, I don't think keeping a quarterback was anywhere else was really a solid move. So I think you did make the right call. Yeah, that was the thing I wanted to say. You know, I said, tell me I made the right move not keeping a quarterback, but... I didn't want to. I didn't want to knock Papa Cause for keeping Cam Newton for six because um, you have to in that case. So good move there. Um, also, Papa Cause did say his first throw of the evening is going to be Tom Brady, so he can watch Stein squirm. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. He's got one target on his mind. Doesn't matter how he gets to it. He's also talked about throwing Aaron Rodgers to watch. Uh... Jeremy. The Perkin, watch, watch the Perkin power squirm. Sorry, I was trying to think of his fantasy team name, but it didn't come to me. Jeremy's got to get to the get to the draft first. So yeah, but dude, dude's a walking, dude's a no show waiting to happen all the time. So let's hope he gets there. Um, and we'll see how many Packers he can acquire this year. Um, speaking speaking of the Perkin power, though, I, I like his keepers too. I think he gets a good value out of Lamar Miller, twenty seven dollars. I think that's easily $20, $20, maybe not $20, $15 probably off. Brandon Marshall at six, he was well overlooked last year. And I kind of like Marshall going into this year. Everyone was kind of down on him last year, didn't know what the Jets' offense would be. But anyone that's willing to go to bat and put themselves out there against Antonio Brown, who everyone believes is the number one receiver in fantasy, and bet him a car, I mean, that says a lot about his confidence and what he thinks that – Offense is going to do so to keep Marshall at six dollars. I think that's a good keep. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge Marshall fan just because two years ago everybody thought he was done in Chicago, but um, hard to argue with his playmaking ability around the end zone, and that's how you score points in fantasy football by getting the ball in the end zone. So um, I'm okay with him keeping uh, Marshall there, and I like. Good. Oh yeah. You get you get him in the years he doesn't care. He he's awful and he's a ticking time bomb. But for him to step out and say what he said and, and put the bet out there with Antonio Brown shows me he cares about this year and he thinks they got something going on and he's gonna be the Brandon Marshall that can be a difference maker for a fantasy team. Is he a Fitzpatrick injury away from not caring though? Absolutely. And whether it's whether it's his choice or not, I mean if Fitzpatrick goes down he doesn't have a choice whether he cares or not. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, but I love the Jeremy keeping Lamar Miller. Uh, 
he's a guy I just wish I could have had a chance at this year. But, um, you know, one thing I kind of look at here, I'm the only guy in the league without a pass catcher. Um, so I guess we can shift gears to talk about some of the top players available in this year's draft. And let's start out the wide receiver position where a majority of uh, players were kept. We had um, 14 wide receivers kept this year out of the possible 24 keepers. Um, so start looking at wide receivers. Top ones available, pretty clear. It's Antonio Brown and Des Bryant. Um, who do you think is going to be a better value on draft day out of those two? Yeah, like who's going to be a better value? So, do you think Brown goes for too much that Bryant becomes a better value, or do you think that since Bryant's the second best available, his value goes up too high um, because he's just the best of what's left? Um, that's a good question. That's a good question, right? It is a very good question. Are, we, are we sure that's are we sure that's a good question? <laughs> Sure. Are we sure anyone can outbid me for Antonio Brown? I mean, if you're going to stock Todd Gurley, Doug Martin, Antonio Brown, and a bunch of $1 around them, you have it added. Um, but we'll see. I think I think I'll try to be in it, but we'll see. 
kind of have some price limits set. I think um, obviously Fegley's going to be in it big time. Spears Spears can still be in it. I just don't know if he needs to be. I think he can go elsewhere. And Bull can still be in it as well. I just don't know if he needs to be either. That's what I'm anxious to see if those guys try to pile on. I mean, those those two teams can still be in it money-wise, but with what they already have kept, I'm anxious to see if they're going to be or not. Yeah, um, I'd say the favorite to get... Um... Antonio Brown right now would probably be Fegley. That's what I'm thinking as well. And that just means he's going to tear his ACL this year. <laughs> it depends on what you have to say about him, I suppose. Well, Brown's the best player in football. It's not even close. I agree. Yeah, so we'll see what happens to him next week in the preseason game. Um. All right. So, if you were a guy targeting Des Bryant, would you take it upon yourself to go out and throw guys like Jeffrey, Alshon Jeffrey, Sammy Watkins, Demarius Thomas, Brandon Cooks? Would you throw those guys out first, um, and hope that people pay for them so that you can get Bryant for a deal, or? Do you throw out Bryant first, hoping that no one's willing to throw that money out with a couple good receivers left on the board? To answer your question, I'm not sure. I'm tossing that strategy back and forth in my head daily. I'm not sure if I want to go and throw out receivers that I have targeted that might be in the third or fourth tier receivers that I just like and, and think that I can get them at a value like Someone may be saying, well, I'm not, I'm not going to pay $10 for that guy now. There's 10, 12 receivers ahead of him. Why would I waste my money now? Or if, like you're saying, throw Des Bryant out there when, when kind of the water's low and, and see if you can get him for cheaper because people are kind of tight to start the draft. I'm not sure which way to go. The good news is I don't throw too early, so I think I'm at like eight maybe. Yeah, I forget I the I'm, order. What's that? I forget the order. I know I'm towards the back end, so I'll get a chance to see what's being thrown and how that's affecting the uh, the bids before I before I have to settle in on a strategy. But I'm tossing those back and forth in my head daily. Yeah, um, I think if I were you, I think I would throw them out early. Um, I think the first couple. I think until Antonio Brown gets thrown out, I think people are going to be tight with their money. I don't know. Yeah. Just just a gut feel. Um, Alright, so that's quick, you know, wide receivers, top guys available. Brown, Des Bryant, Alshon Jeffrey, Sammy Watkins, Demarius Thomas, Brandon Cooks. It's probably the top six, in my opinion, um, receivers out there. Not in that order. Yep. I wouldn't have Brown first. Um, top running backs available. Guys like Le'Veon Bell, Adrian Peterson, Jamal Charles. Ezekiel Elliott. What do you think he goes for? I think it's going to be getting close to 50. Yeah, I would agree, and I think that's kind of stupid, but... I won't be there, but I think it's going to get close to 50. 
Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, it, it's gonna get. It's gonna get big. I think. You you also throw last in the first round. Do I? Am I twelve? You're twelve. Fegley's got the first throw. It's interesting. I'm gonna have to find out who that's gonna be. <laughs> I don't like not knowing anything, so um, we'll see. That that's gonna be good. Um, the one thing, I just hope we don't see the first six guys throw kickers and defenses, and then I mean re-rack for round two, and then really get the draft started. Where do you stand on that? I mean, people believe in it. People think it's a good auction strategy. I just, I don't see the point in it. I don't know. I mean, I guess if you like a kicker, go for it. But at the end of the day, 90% of teams end up streaming kickers and defenses anyway. So it's it's almost like a wasted round when it becomes that. Yeah, we had one, we had one kicker and one defense each go for more than $1. And I think the fact that everybody saw that last year, I think that'll maybe take away from some of that this year. Yeah, my hope. Um, so you think Zeke gets up around 50? I know there's one guy in the league who loves him and is going to make every run at him possible. So um, be interested to see if anybody goes toe-to-toe with him on that. Um, will Le'Veon Bell be the most expensive running back off the board in the draft? I think he still has a shot to be the most expensive running back. Um, but if you don't think he is, is it Peterson? Is it Elliott? Is it Jamal Charles? Which one do you think it is? I think it's Elliott. You think Elliott's going to be the most expensive guy? I think he How's is. How is it not Peterson? I don't know. <laughs> I just don't think it's going to be. I, I really don't. I, I, for some reason, I think people still don't want to believe in him but he's a touchdown machine he's still going to be everything that that offense is I mean I think it should be Peterson I just don't think it's going to be so who are some guys that are going to be in play for running backs Um, I'd imagine Bowl and Spears would be the top two guys right and Fegley I think uh, I know it's not Shane's mantra but I think with what he kept in Evans and Edelman, I think that puts him in play for a running back. But I, I know that's not his strategy. It's going to be interesting to see where Shane goes with it. He may try and get a lead dog and then try to stockpile just depth behind him. I think Shane. I think Shane's going to be in on Eddie Lacy. He might be. He might be. I, I like Lacy this year. 
I think he's a little bit different. I think he's back to his old self. I think he's a guy that I think could go at a discounted rate. I think he's gonna he could be a guy going into next year that could that you could feel like you have good value in as a keeper because I think he's gonna his price is gonna be down this year compared to where it should be because of last year. Like a little recency bias. People only remember what's happened recently, and they want to bid their prices based off that. I love Lacey this year. Give me some of that. Um, we'll see. I mean, last year, you know, Shane always wants to get a top running back uh, last year, but he doesn't want to spend the top running back prices. Last year, his lead dog was LaShawn McCoy. Worked out well. Um, I could see him going back to that well. But, um, you know, I, I feel like Matt Forte is a good fit on Shane's team. Guy like that. Loves himself some Forte. Um, maybe like a... He probably thinks Jeremy Langford's a number one. Um, have at it, big dog. I'm all about you taking him. But um, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, some of these prices because there's just a lot of average running backs out there. And yeah, some of them are going to go for way more than they're worth. Yeah, they're going to, at some point, some guys are going to get ticked up. Uh, in value I don't know who it's going to be there's just so many you look at the top and there's like four or five guys and then there's a long list of middle of the road guys and then you fall into the PPR dumpster running backs that I don't want a piece of at all so I think you're right I think those middle tier guys could go for more than they're really worth let's talk tight ends quick Um, what's Gronk's price tag last year it was 62 unreasonable for him I think I think low to mid 50s would be where I'd put him at yeah I'm not sure he even gets to 50 um tight end position is a little deeper than it's been in past years very true in my opinion last year, yeah last year was the first year we really thought like if you didn't have Gronk you were in trouble and it turned out to not be that at all yeah I mean Delaney Walker comes through with a huge season Jordan Reed breaks out. Greg Olson, another ho-hum. Good year for him. You got Gary Barnage, um, which someone's going to spend some money for him, and it's going to be funny. It is. And I, there's so many guys that I feel like I want to I want to help drive up the price of. Yeah. And there's so many that I'm like, I, I don't want to drive up the price of him at all because if someone sticks me with them, I'm going to kick myself. Yeah, like Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Last year it was me. I got <laughs> stuck got with stuck him. Yeah, he's the only dude other than Gurley that made my roster the whole way through the season. Well, if we're going with our theme of what we're talking about and guys that are going to be paid way too much for, the one, the one guy that stands out like a sore thumb is going to be paid way too much for in the tight end spot for me, Kobe Fleener. <laughs> so he's going to go... He... Uh, He's going to go for so much more than he's worth. There's a father-son combo in the league that's going to be bidding like crazy for that guy this year. How about it? So, Dad, um, I'm not going to lose that bid, just to let you know. I want Fleener. He's really good. He's going to have a great season. Well, if you're paying for Fleener, that counts you out of the Antonio Brown race. I'm getting both of them. I'm getting every player I want. 
I might get Dez too. He might make a rule where you get more money, I guess. We'll see. We'll see. I was thinking about, you know, throwing yeah, throwing some kind of rule in, whatever. We'll see. Um Who's your favorite of the dollar tight ends? Vance McDonald. That's not close. <laughs> What's up Love with him. What's up with ASJ? Is he? I don't th- know. I've heard. heard he's being passed up on the depth chart. Yeah, there's people talking up Brait. Yeah, I don't know. He just seems like a guy that made it to the league and got fat and happy and doesn't want to utilize his talent. I mean, he should be so good for what he is. He's a matchup nightmare. He's he should be up there with the athleticism of Gronk and just making plays and. I mean, his health's definitely a concern, but I don't know what the deal is with him. It'd be nice to see him get going. That's another guy that we should have put up there in that tier, I feel like. If he could just get out there and start making the plays he should be able to make, he should be able to jump up there in that top tier. Well, the big thing, too, is, you know, Winston loves throwing to the tight end, so if this guy could figure it out, he's a specimen, but I'm just afraid he's not going to figure it out. Here's, here's a dollar tight end candidate I want to throw out for you. Tyler Eifert. He's a dollar tight end candidate. You're right. I mean, there's a great chance he's missing six weeks to start the season. If that's the case, I don't know how you can spend more than a dollar for him. Especially with all of his production last year being touchdowns. I mean, it's not like he's a Witten that goes out there and catches six to eight balls a game and you're hoping he gets in the end zone. I mean, that's literally all this guy did last year. Yeah, I mean, with having the IR spots in our roster, you get them for a dollar and stash them. Yeah. You don't even have to work taking up a roster spot for them. Yeah. So I'll be interested to see. Um, I'm not sure Butler knows that Eifert's hurt, and he loved Eifert last year, so um, he might be the one guy that's not going to pay a dollar for him. Um, he might throw him for 10 and I know he's not going to listen to the podcast before the draft. So, we can talk round, all we want about Butler. Tyler for $10. Yeah. Starting bit. Speaking of Butler, um, we didn't really talk about his keepers. And I would I'd bet that he's your arch nemesis in the league. Um, what do you think about Freeman and Green for 50 bucks? He now has the lowest remaining cap of any team in the league. And he's the guy that wants to come out and spend money. Yeah. That's, that was his mantra last year. He spent it all early and then kind of sat back for a while. I think his, his hand was kind of forced with Freeman. You have to keep him. It definitely. I think it's a good keeper. Five bucks. A good keeper. That's a guy that in snake drafts right now I think is going for a lesser value than he should be. I mean, he was the number one running back, point scoring, and he's going, I think it started to drop. When we were doing drafts earlier, it was like first round he was going. I think he started to drop second, maybe even th- early third in some drafts. So he had to keep him. It's a good keeper. We knew that from the time that he got him. Um, AJ Green at 45, I don't know how much he's saving there. Five to ten bucks. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I know he loves him. He was one of the first guys he snagged up last year. So, I mean, if you like a guy and you have him, why not keep him? Why risk the chance of losing him? Yeah, 
I mean, I, I like Green. Um, you know, he gets a bad rap for last year. His season wasn't that bad. He just had a couple bad games. Um, right. And, you know, Sanu and Jones were really the guys that were, um, you know, in that receiving court. And those guys are gone. So Dalton's going to have, and Eifert's gone too. So I really feel like Dalton and Green are going to do some special things this year. So I, I actually like that keeper. Um, I'm not sure it fits well into Butler's strategy. Butler's a definite stars and scrubs guy. Um, and the fact that he doesn't have a ton of money now really hurts. But he got one star. He got two stars. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how many he yeah, can the, add. The reason, the reasoning of everyone being gone, making people believe that AJ Green's in store. I've heard people say he's in store for a career year. I like I I don't know I kind I guess I have a backwards thought process with that I just feel like people will send two guys his way double cover him do whatever you need to do take him away and there's nothing there I feel like he's gonna see a lot more coverage and things like that than he typically does to me I mean their number two receiver right now is an absolute mess it's Tyler Boyd right. I mean, they wanted it to be LaFell from what everything they were saying, but he's there's a, no way that you can have a receiver that can't catch as your number two. Yeah, he's got a torn ligament in his hand, so good yeah, luck. It's gonna, it's gonna be Boyd, but I mean, if you you're lining up on defense, who are you letting beat you? AJ Green or Tyler Boyd? Jeremy so, Hill. I feel like, <laughs> yeah, I like Jeremy Hill. Um. Yeah, so, all right, let's talk quarterbacks quickly here. Tell me who the quarterbacks are in this draft that will go for more than a dollar. For more than a dollar? I think there's a lot of them. Really? Yeah. All right, I didn't think there'd be that many because quarterback's super deep this year, so. Yeah, but I think, I mean, I think there's still the top. I think still the top six or seven guys are going to go for over a dollar. I mean, it, was that a loaded question? No, I'd say five. I mean, I think Rodgers, Wilson, Luck, Breeze, and Roethlisberger. I'm not sure there's a reason for any other one to go for more than a dollar. I don't know. Are you not giving me anything? Or, are you, I'm, I'm, or am I just completely flummoxing you right now? You did the whole you did the whole podcast on wait for quarterback. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, I just, but I don't know that anyone's letting anyone sneak out of there with the number seven QB for a dollar. What the difference between seven and twelve is five points. Yeah, but you're gonna make someone spend the extra buck for someone they want. I mean, I don't know. I don't. It's so, kind of hard to believe that the quarterback. The quarterback values are going to be as low in our league as we saw them last year. I think they have to be if people are going to go after these top-end other players. Very true. I mean, where if you want if you want a top player in this draft, where are you cutting money from in your budget? You're starting at the bench, obviously. Everybody's only got a dollar allotted for kicker and defense, most likely. Where do you start cutting money? I mean, it's got to be tight end or quarterback, one of the two. Yeah, 
And the guys that get a top quarterback are cutting the money at tight end. The guys that are paying at tight end, they're cutting it at quarterback. No one's cutting it running back receiver flex, I don't think. I'm not. No, I think you're right. I just <laughs> didn't see it that way. Well, that's what I'm, I'm here for. Help you. As I, as I was targeting my guys and trying to write down prices for them, like you said, I did the whole podcast on weight, and I allotted more than a dollar for my quarterbacks. But I tell you what, maybe I'll throw my mid-tier quarterbacks out early for a dollar, and if I get them, then you better look out, Antonio Brown. I think Brown gets thrown before you throw your first guy. Yeah, which is, that's fine. Maybe maybe now I can go harder on Brown knowing that I'm going to get my quarterbacks for a dollar. Is that a threat? I feel like you're threatened. No, you got right. Not, I'm not you got right in the monitor. Like your face I is so big right now. You are threatening, man. I didn't think it was, maybe maybe I need to rework my dollar allotments per position and, and and go about things all differently. Let's talk about that off the air. I want to see where your head's at because I don't know where mine is right now. So let's talk about that off the air. Um. <laughs> Who's your favorite dollar quarterback? I don't know if I know a dollar quarterback, though, because we seem to not agree on that. <laughs> Is it Osweiler or Tyrod Taylor? I don't want to be a part of any of them. You'd be sick if you had either one of them. I find it hard to believe that Tyrod Taylor is going to be a dollar quarterback. Really? There's got to be more than one guy in the league that likes him. I'm the only guy in the league that likes him. I don't think that's true. There's a lot of people around the industry that are all about Tyrod Taylor. Because he's really good. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, you're not the only one that believes that. I find it hard to believe that someone's sneaking out of the draft with Tyrod Taylor for a dollar. He's Russell Wilson light. <laughs> you, you can have that. I wish we could put that, that face in words for people to see that. How is he not? He's going to run for 500 plus yards. The, I know the throwing touchdowns won't be close compared to Wilson. That's the difference, in my opinion. Yeah, I just that's the whole difference. I don't think I don't think he's a good passer. But it's say it's five touchdowns. That's twenty points. I think Tyrod could outrun Russell. I don't know. All right. I think they're close there. Okay. All right, so here's a guy. I, I, see what, I see what you're trying to do. I respect it, but I'm not buying it. I'm not trying to do anything. <laughs> I'm really not. I would much rather own Tyrod Taylor than Russell Wilson this year. We're going off the rails. Um, a guy I'm coming back around on. You're going to like this. You ready for this? Matt Ryan. Love him. Coming back around on him. He's, Love him. I'm going to say right now, um, he will be... A Pro Bowl quarterback in the NFC. I don't know if that means anything anymore, but um, I'm, I think he has a 30-touchdown season in him. Yeah, I like Matt Ryan. You guys laughed at me earlier for saying that. I think when we did our quarterback show, but I like him. I think he's got more weapons there than he's had in a while. Yeah, two, guy, all- two guys shooting up the quarterback board, in my opinion, right now are Matt Ryan and Matthew Stafford. Yeah, I'd have I'd have Ryan before 
Stafford. I think I might too, but I just like I think the Lions are going to be just one of the worst teams ever, and I think they're going to have to throw a lot. Yeah, I agree. But like, they keep looking down the quarterback list and just going back to this Dowling thing. You're trying to tell me this Kirk Cousins is getting out of there to Dowling? Yeah, I don't think people like that. <laughs> I'll tell is, you. I'll, is Jameis Winston getting out of there to Dowling? No, he's not. You're right about that. Okay. Um, Eli. Is Romo getting out of there at a dollar? Romo, it depends when he gets thrown. Um, he's going to be on Fegley's team. I can tell you that right now. Um, I just don't know how much Fegley's going to pay for him. So, um, Fegley told me today, and this is this is just fascinating, because um, I'm not I'm not sure. I'm not sure how the money works out. Um, he's all right. So he texted me about Dak Prescott, and all I said was stop it. He replies, "I was hoping to get more out of you than that." And I said, "I'm too busy doing fantasy football research because I'm going to take all you clowns to school on next week." He responds, "There's four to seven players that I am getting, and I don't care what it's going to cost me." And my response was, is it four or is it seven? Because you can't, you can't do that. Like, <laughs> if you're getting four players and they all cost you $50 because you said you're getting those four guys and you can't get the other three. Is it four or is it seven? He said it depends on how much the first four cost me. So, obviously it's not four to seven. You know what I'm saying? I just thought the math, like, that dude went to school to be a math teacher. So, you know, Fegs, love you, buddy. But Romo's one of those guys. <laughs> so, um, and I think Dez, Dez is one, too. And Zeke? No, he doesn't want Zeke. No? No, he's good on that. Um, is Bortles getting out of the dollar? Um, if he doesn't, someone made a bad choice. He stinks. Yeah, I mean the guys the guys that I would maybe pay more than a dollar for are Taylor, Tyrod Taylor, Eli Manning, Kirk Cousins, Jameis Winston. That's probably it. Other than the other five that we talked about. Rivers, Bortles, Dalton, Palmer, Stafford, they're all one dollar guys to me. What's the difference between Rivers and Bortles? I'm with you. Okay. I feel like... I'm I'm not sure if you're arguing with me or agreeing with me. (laughs) I'm somewhere in between. I'm really confused. I'm with what you're saying. I just don't know if the rest of the league's in the same thought process as us. Well, if I'm telling you something, you tell me what the league's thinking. If I'm telling you what how something is going to be, you tell me what the league's thinking. Whatever you're saying. <laughs> All right. So, let's get a couple price predictions here from you. Um, Jamal Charles. Uh, right around 40. 
All right. Um, Latavius Murray. It's an interesting one. Are we sure he's good? I think most of us are sure that he's not good. I think he's good. Are you? I think he's good. I don't think he's good, Matt. I think he gets a lot of volume, and I think he's going to get a lot of volume again this year. Um, People want to talk about the kid behind him. Is it the Washington kid? He's not even the backup right now. Yeah, he's going to be. And people want to talk about him, but the kid's like 5'8", a buck 80. Like, he's not... He's going to be phased in there here and there as a change of pace guy. He's not taking Murray's job. It's not happening. Um, But Murray's a volume guy. He's like Langford. Like, they're both awful. But if you give him enough touches, it's going to look like they're better than they are. Um... I think if you want to bid on the volume, someone you know to get a lot of touches, Murray's a guy you can bank on that with. 15 to 20. Okay. Just trying to figure out how much he's going to cost to be on my team. Appreciate it. Um, I feel like we're up too late. I'm in rare form right now. Um, Greg, I don't know what's happening. Greg Olson. I think he was almost like uh, teens. You, I feel like he's got it. You were talking about trading for him or Reed as a keeper in the off season. Yeah, I remember that for like a day. I think I said that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, it's so hard for me to cap prices because I don't know if everyone feels the same about me. I'm waiting like. He's got to go 20 to 25. You think? I think that's high, but could be. I mean, if you miss out on wide receivers and you need a you need um, a, a pass catcher, he's a, he's a good one. He's a, he's a wide well, receiver three. And I don't I don't know if everyone is bought into the wait on tight end and wait on quarterback method. Reed's kept, and if you don't want to pay up for Gronk, I mean, getting you should get Gary Barnage. Right? Sure. <laughs> Alright, so me and Stein had a little debate about this today. Stein said Sammy Watkins will go for at least 30. I think that's a little rich. I think he might top out at 25. Okay. Here's one for you. Watkins went for 22 last year. Or no, sorry, 12. 12. 12. But Brandon Cooks, I think I got him for like 30 last year. Is Watkins better than... Is Watkins better this year than Cooks was last year? Yes. 
Okay. But I think I think there was a lot of hype around Cooks last year. There was, and and we both really liked him, and I think we went at each other for a while on that. Stein, Stein was in on that too. Stein loves Cooks. Um, and it's all about who people like and what what's coming into it. With I mean, if you get two or three guys that like a guy, it's gonna it's gonna drive a price up with somebody. Well, the other thing I don't know if find two or three guys <clears throat> that like him. The other thing about Watkins is he's always going to have the problem that he plays in Buffalo. Like, that just doesn't do things for people. Yeah, I mean, with Tyrod Taylor, it's tough. He's really good, though. Um, Kelvin Benjamin. This is a guy that I think goes for more than he should. And I think he's going to be very close to Sammy Watkins. I think I think they're very close. I think he gets up around 25, too. All right, last one, Aaron Rodgers. I want to say... I want to say 25 to 30, but I don't know. I don't know if anyone's going to do that again. Because last year, it was, it was a bitty more... Facetious pity more with Papa Cause and then he got stuck with him and he he was angry about it. He didn't want him. He was yeah. just trying to drive up the price. And I think that's what inflated him. And I don't I don't with all the with all the stuff we're saying about these one dollar quarterbacks, I don't know if anyone's going twenty five thirty on a quarterback. Question for you. If he doesn't get to fifteen bucks, you're throwing your name in that hat, right? You well, have to. It's not you have to. If you if if people if you're hearing crickets and the bids at thirteen, you have to say fourteen. Right? <laughs> <I'm> ar- <laughs> Why are you laughing? I don't understand. I don't understand what's wrong with what I just said. <laughs> Nothing's wrong with it. Nothing's wrong with what you said, it's how you said it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And if he's at 14, might as well say 15 because it's just a dollar. So. Yeah, if he's at 30, might as well say 31 too, right? I agree. I'll take him for 31. Um. <laughs> How are you getting all these guys if Begley isn't? <laughs> Alright, last question. Loaded question. Other than Fegley, who has the worst keepers in the league? I feel like you're going to say yourself, but I don't know. No, I'm okay with my keepers. Okay. Because I agree, you don't have the worst keepers. Other than Fagley, who has the worst keepers? Hmm. It's a two-horse race for me. Yep. Yeah, has to be. I mean, I like Reed, but yeah, I mean, you have to keep him at that price. But he's gonna miss games. And CJ, we already talked about. <laughs> I feel like I know who your other horse is. <laughs> uh, is it Shane? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I like Evans. I like Evans a lot. I do too. 
I don't love Evan. I don't love Evans at twenty two though. I feel like he could get yeah. him for twenty six. Yeah, I think twenty five to thirty is where I'd have him. Edelman's gonna be a bum this year, right? I hope so. I'm sick of watching that dude. I'm sick of watching slant running receivers in New England that are white. I just can't do it anymore. Chris Hogan. That's his name, right? Chris Hogan? Yes. Alright. I think I owned him for a short time last year. Alright, well, that about... Do you have any trivia tonight? I don't. All right. I didn't think of it. That's alright. So that wraps up um, tonight's podcast. We, Like I said, we it's now Saturday. Um, so now we're six days away from draft day. Um, getting together at Sher's house. Going to have some pizza, some sandwiches... Definitely some laughs, um, and you know we'll just start the the Desert Dogs championship run, repeat run. Uh, it will kick off Friday at six thirty, and Butler starts a new job next week. He's working in Allentown, and he's working till five o'clock every day. So for the second year in a row, we will all be sitting there waiting for Butler so that we can start. How does that make you feel on a scale of 1 to 10? Uh, I, I don't know. It's frustrating. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be working in Philly and I'll get there before Butler. Yeah, definitely. So, alright. Thanks for joining me, buddy. Um, always a pleasure talking to you again. And we'll get together sometime next week to uh, recap the draft. Yeah.